It's Thursday, January 20th. Welcome to the MyMac.com podcast. This is Chad Perry. I'm Tim Robertson, and I'm not yelling at the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Still new at this. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like you said, today is uh, Thursday, the 20th of January, and probably by the 21st of January, we're going to be sued for using uh, Simpson stuff and uh, John Williams. I think that's John Williams that did the uh, intro of the 20th century. It's on the Star Wars. Yeah, it could be. And, uh, of course, Dr. Dre, he's going to sue us for using it. Yeah, but anyways, I just thought I'd wish you a happy inauguration day, Tim. Oh, yeah, today we're going to... Let's see, is it the taxpayers that's putting the bill? I do believe so. I don't think Texas is paying for this one. Yeah, well, $40 million to uh, tell our president, hey, welcome to the job. I mean, you know, he's been on the job, though, right? Well, my understanding, yeah, last four years. So, so this is basically a we kicked your ass party. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they all boil down to. You know, talking to some folks at work today, I mean, people who were Kerry supporters were actually kind of happy about it because they always say, you know, the last four years of the presidential of a two-year term or a two-term president usually are fraught with, well, lackluster performance, very little gets done, and, uh, well, you know, they usually have a lot of problems with corruption and scandals, so oh, we'll see so what Oh, so it would be totally different than his first term in office then, in other words. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, I, I don't know, is there a lot of Mac news going on? I mean, everything kind of happened last week during the expo, and this week it's just like, Everyone's taking a deep breath and going, huh, cool. Yeah, all the Mac faithful are kind of in their hangover stage right now. So yeah. they're shaking it off and uh, figuring out how they're going to buy a new uh, Mac Mini or a Shuffle Pod. Well, everything's back-ordered right now. I went and looked at the uh, Mac Mini, and it's like a two- to three-week wait. Uh, two- to three-week wait for the 512-megabyte Shuffle and like a month wait for the one gig. <laughs> so, you know, these things are they're selling. Right. There's no question about that. Yeah, absolutely. Say, um, I know we talked a little bit about uh, the new, uh, some of the new iLife applications, particularly the uh, the word processing uh, application. Have you got a chance to look at that yet, or no? It hasn't been released. Oh. It, it's actually supposed to come out tomorrow, the twenty mm. first. So, tomorrow the twenty first. Yes, tomorrow's yep. the twenty first. Yep. It's supposed to be released tomorrow. So, mm. I will probably get a copy maybe on Saturday or early the next week. Hmm. But, you know, I, I really want to get my hands on iLife more than I care about, what is it, I, what is it, iWork, pages? I, pages. Yeah, pages. Pages, yeah. Um, now, you know, I, I use Microsoft Word, so it's not like, oh, I have to get pages. You know, I, I use a word processor to process my words. I type with it. Right. I check spelling, you know. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not putting brochures together, so... You know, it, Pages really isn't that big of a draw for me. Right. Honestly, the other programs are. I really like some of the changes and 
in iLife, such as... Uh, well, review them real quick, because I'm not familiar with what they've changed, so... Uh, a few of the things that I like is uh, multi-track recording in GarageBand live performances up to eight mm. tracks. That ought to be pretty cool. Wow. I mean, literally, if you have a real fast notebook, you can set it on your stage, plug your instruments, and you're good to go. It's going to record it real nice for you. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to jump on uh, MyMac.com because I actually did uh, a little bit of a uh, covering what the changes are and why these changes are going to be more important than probably the iPod Shuffle or the Mini Mac. Mini Mac. And I called it the Macworld Overlooked. It was posted on the 14th, so any listeners can go up there and uh, check it out. Um, let's see, iPhoto, um, photo retouching tools, that's going to be new. Really? I don't like how it has this little pop-up window when you want to retouch. It's like this translucent black look to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Apple did that. It should look like the same parent window that the program belongs to, but, right. you know, I don't know. Um, that's not going to keep me from using Adobe Photoshop, of course. I mean, right. as nice as their little tools are, that's going to be built in. I'm a Photoshop user, that's what I'm going to use, so, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be uh, new slideshows, you can do different effects in the slideshows, mm -hmm. which I'll probably use a lot. Right. You know, the kids like to watch, I've got, what, 5,000 photos on iPhoto right now? Right. So they like to watch slideshows and stuff. Well, that'll make my wife excited. She loves using the slideshow feature. I think it's her favorite feature of iPhoto right now. You know those little uh, video clips that you can take with those still cameras? Mm -hmm. Yours does that, right? Right. Um, those little MPEG-4 videos, usually. And iPhoto didn't see them, so when you plugged in your camera, iPhoto won't suck those out. Well, right. they will now. And you'll actually be able to watch those videos right through iPhoto. Oh, fantastic. And what's even better, though, is, is the new iMovie HD. You can drop those little video files right into your work. Cause you can use them in iMovie. Mm. So I mean, it's crappy video, don't get me wrong. Right. You don't want to use it for an important event like a graduation or something. No, that's more... Those camera photo features, or the MPEG features, are more likely to be used to catch like UFOs and Yeti sightings and things like that. That's right. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm kind of surprised Chris Siebel's not out there hunting the Yeti still. And <laughs> using a, he's got a nice GL2. Really? Yeah, that's what he was uh, using for his Bigfoot hunting last time. Hmm. But that takes too good of a picture and as he'll tell you, you need the shaky crappy video. So he really <laughs> should just buy like a one megapixel camera phone and go out there and try to get the video with that. Oh yeah. It would work much better. Well, it would be a lot harder to analyze too and that's the important thing when it's, you're doing stuff absolutely. like that. All paranormal work relies on poor, poor photography and audio. So, iPhoto's also got a uh, uh, the new books. I don't think most people actually ever order those books through Apple. Mm -hmm. It's basically you you pick the photos you want, you put it in this album, mm -hmm. and then from that album you create a book. Right. And it's built right into the application. It's, it's pretty cool, and uh, I think it costs the most expensive is thirty bucks, mm -hmm. hardbound book. Um, it, it looks pretty cool, but. The new layouts for it looks really fantastic. I think I might actually go ahead and do that this time around, mm. just to just to get one to see what it looks like. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see it. Um, iMovie HD, of course, supports high definition video now, mm -hmm. which nobody is using. As Steve said it's the year of high dot high def. Mm -hmm. Well, no, no, not not really. Yeah, I mean, the, Sony has a prosumer camera out there that will record in high definition, and uh, it's like 3500 bucks. Not too many consumers are going to spend 3500 bucks to record their kid's birthday party in high definition. Well, especially when the majority of people still don't have high-def TV yet, so... Yeah, most people don't. I do. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> um, 
you know, I've had a high def TV for what a year and a half, two years, and I just got high def in the house. And mm -hmm. I think we talked about that last week, though. Yes, we did. We yeah. can drop that. But yes, no. it's very nice. <laughs> I, I like my TV. Um, one of the things, though, that iMovie still isn't supporting, it looks like, is DivX. That's a pretty popular yeah. video format out there, especially mm -hmm. with bootleggers. Um, go away, dog. Go away, dog. I don't want to pet you right now. We're, we're important broadcasters right now. <sighs> Dogs. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are some new editing features in iMovie HD. iDVD 5 has a one-step DVD. You can plug in your video camera, mm -hmm. hit the one step, and it'll just suck all the video right out of your camera, put it right on DVD for you. No wow. editing, no nothing, just there's your DVD. And I kind of like that, because I, I don't want to have to screw around in iMovie just to, to make a DVD of a right. birthday party. So that would be pretty cool. There's some new themes in there. Mm -hmm. um, I always wanted to use iDVD for my still pictures, to put them in a slideshow, put them on right. a DVD. The problem is it only supports, for every slideshow you put on there, 99 photos. And mm. I still can't get an answer from anybody whether that has been lifted, whether I could put more photos in a slideshow or not. I hated that. I mean, I've got so many more photos than 99. So what do I do? Do I go in and I make different photo albums, 99 pictures each, and export them all to iDVD? That's just too much work. Right. And especially with digital cameras nowadays, I mean... Think about how many pictures you can take with a digital camera. Yeah, I've got, what, 256 megabyte SD chip in my my camera, and I, I at, at 5 megapixels, I could take about, I think, 100 pictures. Yep. And uh, that's that's nothing nowadays, so. Yeah. I, I, it really needs to uh, needs to be in, uh, improved. And we already talked about the GarageBand 2, but one of the things it has, it will actually display musical notations. So oh, in other really? words, as, as the music is playing or being recorded, you can actually see the notes right on screen. And I think that's pretty cool. I think that's yeah. going to take a lot of horsepower as far as processor to do it. Right. I don't think anybody in the iBook is probably going to want to attempt it. It's going to bog their whole system down. Yeah. And uh, but, but if you want to go straight to print music, that would probably be a good... Well, that's, that's my question, though. Yeah. It will show it on the screen, but can I export that as some kind of a PDF or a text file? Mm -hmm. So I can literally print my music. Right. You know, if I if I hook up a keyboard, and and not the, not the computer keyboard, an actual musical keyboard, right. and I play my music, which <laughs> we both know I can't, but mm -hmm. that's not the point. And I play my music, and I see the musical notations on screen, and you can actually adjust the notations too to really screw up your music, as mm -hmm. Steve Jobs said. <laughs> I want to be able to print that out, so I can hand someone literally sheet music of something that I just played an hour ago in GarageBand. That would be really cool. Yeah. But I don't think it does that. But mm -hmm. I have to wait till I get it to see it. So I, I think iLife is really going to be uh, a lot of little things that are going to add up to a big release. Yeah. Still, it's seventy nine bucks though, which is still a good deal. Yeah, but it was forty nine last year. Yeah. And you know, is it every year we're going to have to spend out more money to get updated Just, programs? Yeah. It's I don't know. I, you know, don't get me wrong. It's that's still cheap. If this was a Microsoft suite of applications, it would probably cost four hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so you know, I, I can't slap Apple too much around for that. That's pretty cheap, but yeah, still, it's like ugh, more money. And it's same thing for iLife. That's seventy nine dollars too. And you know, they got Keynote right. and Pages. I have zero interest in in Keynote. I mm -hmm. used the first version. Yeah, and uh, it was okay. I liked it. It. It wasn't as intuitive as I wanted it to be, but it was it, it worked. It yeah. worked. 
And the new one, I guess, is a whole lot more advanced. But really, when Steve Jobs was showing all the new features in Keynote, that's kind of when I lit up a cigarette and looked around <laughs> the kitchen a little bit. And, yeah, I didn't really pay too much attention because it just didn't really hold my interest. Yeah. So, ban Mac Publisher, not listening to the whole Keynote. <laughs> uh, a lot of people right now are complaining about the memory issues and and the Mini. Yeah. Which, you know. But that's, I don't know, it, it's it legit. I think 256 megabytes in a current computer just is not enough. No. You know, they're they're showing the preview of Tiger right there during the expo, and it's going to be released sometime in the first half of 2005, which right. probably puts it June 30th. You know, but and I haven't seen any documentation on how much memory it needs, but 256 megabytes just that's nothing nowadays. That's that's nothing. Right. So I am kind of disappointed in that. And let's see, since we're right here recording, let's just jump on Apple's website, go to their store, and act like we're going to buy a new Mini. And uh, let's see, which Mini do you want to start with? you want to start with the $499 Mini? Oh, that's the base, that's the base model, yeah, 1.25 gig. Yeah, but see, the only yeah. difference between the base, the 499 unit, and the 599 unit one is 1.25 gigahertz G4. The other mm -hmm. one's a 1.42 gigahertz G4. Right. Or a 40 gigabyte hard drive or an 80 gigabyte hard drive. So mm -hmm. for an extra hundred bucks, you get a slightly faster processor and twice the space. Yeah. And hard drive. So I, I say let's go for the 599. Yep. So we're just going to select that. Apple Care. No. Okay, memory. It comes with 256. If you want to bump it up to 512, which I still think 512 megabytes is still, it's on, it's on the cusp. Yeah. I think 512 really isn't going to get you too far in the future. A year from now, 512 megabytes is going to be the 256 today. Right. But that would be an extra 75 bucks. Now, the Mac Mini has one memory slot. So if you buy a chip and put it in there yourself, whatever's in there, you have to throw away. Yeah. In this case, you just have to pitch out the 256 megabyte chip. <sighs> Which really isn't that cool. No. The 512 is an extra 75 bucks. So we can have 512 megabytes or one gigabyte for $425. That's a huge jump, though. I cannot, I can't figure, if, if 512 megabytes cost 75 bucks, by my logic, then the one gig should cost $150. Why is it $425? It, and, what it is is just SDRAM memory, yeah. DDR three thirty three. So let's look up. We'll go back to uh, mymac.com, check out one of our advertisers. In this case, we're going to look at Trans International. Going to click our ad so it registers, mm -hmm. and we're going to check for prices on. What was that? A SDRAM three thirty three. Three thirty three. Yep. One gig. Do you chip. see one? I don't see one on their website anywhere. No. Well, there's a PC3200 DIMM for an iMac G5. One gigabyte costs how much? $179. $179. There it is. No, oh, it's a DDR. Sorry. Yep, that's DDR. So $179 for a one gigabyte chip at Trans International. Or if you get it through the Apple Store, it's $425. I just, I, I'll be honest, I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. 
I, I don't understand how, in good conscience, Apple could charge that much money for the Mini. Well, you just doubled the price of your unit almost. Well, yeah, if you if you picked the same thing but started with the $499 Mini, mm -hmm. just to add a gig of RAM, it's $425. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's there's. So now you're already at 900 bucks. Yeah. So at this point, you just buy an iMac. Right. Then you get a screen and everything else. Yeah. A keyboard, a mouse. But uh, anyways, let's. Which would you rather do? Would you do you want to upgrade our faux purchase here to 512 or one gig? Well, I'm thinking if I want to if I want to keep my pocketbook safe and I want to try to get in out as cheap as possible, but I want something that's at least going to handle. You know the demands of most modern software. I'd I'd go with the 512. My preference would be, of course, for the one gig. But do you want to for the optical drive? We can keep the combo, which is we can play DVD movies on it, and we could burn our own CDs. Mm -hmm. Or would you rather a super drive so we can literally burn um, DVDs? Well, if I'm going to get the iBlock application, I'm going to get iDVD. I'm going to want to take advantage of it. It's going to be an extra hundred bucks. Yeah. Wireless options. Now, this doesn't come with a, a keyboard and a mouse. Yeah. We can presume that you already have a keyboard and mouse. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to go with a wireless keyboard and mouse, you're going to need Bluetooth. That doesn't come standard on the Mini, so that's going to be an extra option. So if you want to add the Bluetooth, it's an extra 50 bucks. It's extra 50 bucks. Let's say you're also going to hook this up and you don't want wires everywhere because you're in a wireless network. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an extra $79. Or we can add both Bluetooth and the Airport Extreme for 129. I say let's be ready for the wireless age. Let's go let's ahead. Add it. It's yeah, it's cheaper to go that option. Now keyboard and mouse set. Um, obviously, we're trying to go wireless, mm -hmm. so we already have a keyboard and mouse, so we really don't need to add that yet. Right. So we can hold off on that. Let's say we're not going to use that. Um, do you want Apple Care on there? Nah. Okay. Right now. It's going to extend the co the computer's 90-day warranty to three years. So we've got 90 days to bust the crap out of this Mini before our ex warranty expires. That's that's not really a lot of time. But if anything's going to happen, chances are it's going to happen immediately. Right. Plus it's a $599 computer. I say let's just go ahead and sure we'll skip it. So we're going to update our total. So now our $599 machine is $903. Hmm. That's that's not really all that cheap, is it? No. And, and those are the things that I think that's... We could take 100 bucks off for the SuperDrive. We really mm -hmm. could. We don't need a SuperDrive. Right. Of course, there's really no point in having iDVD pre-installed on the computer if we can't burn our own DVDs. It's, right. I don't know. It, it, here's the and other how thing. How much are you looking for for an external? I mean, if you're going to try to run an external DVD burner, then how much is that going to run you? Yeah, but then you got to run third-party software just to get iDVD to work with it. Right. So, really, you know, I think a super drive nowadays is, is pretty much standard. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to have to keep that in there. We don't have to keep the Airport Extreme card or the Bluetooth in there. No. But, you know, if we're on a wireless network, why would we not want the wireless? And a lot more Bluetooth-enabled devices are coming out, cell phones right. and stuff like that, that we can get home and have it synced to our computer, boom, just like that, wirelessly. Yeah. So, you know, at this point, we're at 903 bucks and free shipping, which is, <laughs> you know, mighty white of them. <laughs> and in the meantime, we, and IMAC's going to start at 1299 
and that's a G5 with a 1.6 gigahertz. So, you know, make up your own mind, which is a, a better deal. Right. I, personally, if, if someone's going to get into a Mac for the first time and they just want to screw around to see what it's like, that's what I think the Mini's for. The, the Mini's for a, a new computer user coming to the Mac, just screwing around. They already got the monitor and the keyboard and all that crap, and they're just going to screw around. Or maybe for a PC user who wants to have a Mac as well. Yeah, but it is a primary machine. I don't think the Mini even comes close. At the very minimum, you should be getting a 17-inch iMac G5. Yeah. And there's a huge difference in processing power between the G4 and the G5. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at the G, the the Mini, that's really a two-year-old computer. Technology-wise, that's a two-year-old right. computer. Right, because you're still dealing with a G4 chip. You're still dealing with a, well, smaller hard drive to begin with, 40 or 80. And most people I have what on their systems? I mean, I know my cousin has over 200, so not to use it at all, but <laughs> yeah, it's true. still available. That's right. Oh, some other news. Uh, this is a, technically a podcast now. It is a podcast It is now. a podcast now. David Avery, he's uh, he's one of the best writers that, that I've read in, in years. Mm -hmm. I used to read his stuff at uh, Makito and iGeek all the time. Guy's really, really smart. And he's a really good writer, and I used to read his stuff all the time. And I'm not trying to butter him up for everything he did, but that's true. I, and a new project that we got coming out, which I guess I can give some information for, um, we're going to be publishing books. Right. That's what I'll say. But we have some other, we have two books basically done at this point. I don't want to give too much more information yet. But some of the other people that I actually approached ahead of time about writing a book were people that I knew for a fact are really good writers. Right, and David was one of the people that I contacted, and that's what initially got our uh, communicating back and forth the first time. I actually met David. I don't know if he remembers this or not. I met him in person at the MacWorld Expo 2000 in the press room. He probably doesn't remember that. Yeah, he's an important, smart guy. He's not going to remember meeting me. <laughs> but I actually met him. He had this little little uh, thing on his chin, going a little, a little soul patch, a little soul patch, brother. <laughs> and uh, but he was a real cool guy. And uh, anyways. I sent out a plea on our internal staff emailing list to all the writers and stuff. And I said, this, if anybody knows anything about RSS and XML and that kind of stuff, please let me know because I'm looking for some help. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first to admit when I don't know something. I don't know any of that crap. That's, right. that's not what I do. You know, We've got a nice updated website, but I didn't create it. and uh, So I don't know what I'm doing. Our webmaster isn't real fluent in PHP or anything, so that's why we brought in a web developer when we did the last major site redesign a year and a half, two years ago. Right. But here's the problem. There was a couple problems. <laughs> but the main problem was that when we posted a podcast, our RSS feed wasn't sending it out the way it should have. So if you subscribe to our RSS feed, I'm getting tongue-tied, there's too many acronyms mm -hmm. here, um, you couldn't download it through an iPod or X or anything like that. Yeah. You can now. David went in there today and fixed everything for us. It was Fantastic. It's awesome. Um, he, he fixed it so the, the podcasts are real podcasts now. He upgraded our RSS to RSS 2.0. And he also made it so our RSS feeds show our blogs and our features. Before, it just showed our features. Mm -hmm. And uh, it didn't show any of the blogs. So anybody who was subscribing to our RSS feed wasn't seeing any of the cool blogs that were being posted. They were just yeah. seeing the content or the features, I'm sorry. 
But the other problem was if I went back to a writer's archive and I posted something old, mm -hmm. the RSS feed would pick it up like it was something new. Mm. So the RSS feed was looking at when stuff was literally put into the database and it was sorting it that way. But he went in and made it by date. So if I go in and I, I add a new article and I backdate it to like, say, 96, it's not going to show up on the RSS feed. Outstanding. So kudos to David because absolutely, thank that, you. That, that's huge, huge. It's just it's been weighing me down for the last couple months. I, it really mm -hmm. has been, and uh, I've been wanting to do the podcast, but technically I, I couldn't call it a podcast because it wasn't <laughs> casting its pod anywhere, you no. know. And in fact, I I sent an email to Adam Curry. You remember? Do you know who Adam Curry is? No. He's pretty much the godfather at this point of podcasting. This this whole thing really was his brainchild. And uh, he's been spearheading it a lot. I'll, after we sign up, I'll or sign off here. I'll I'll hook you up on his website. He mm -hmm. used to be a VJ on MTV. Really? Yep. Adam Curry. Remember long, brownish blonde oh, hair. Oh, now it ring. Okay. Yeah. He I was had like the name wrong up, Bill. I just couldn't. I yeah. just didn't know why. And uh, so I sent him an email and I said I feel bad. Should should I feel bad for calling this a podcast when technically the RSS feed that makes a podcast possible isn't working? Mm -hmm. And he was pretty cool. He can he. He gave some advice, and so that was real yeah. cool of him. So thanks to, to Adam Curry as well, but mostly thanks to, to David Avery. Absolutely. Stop licking me, dog. Go away. That, that's an actual dog, not Chad. Yeah, it actually is a dog. Yeah, that's a dog. <laughs> so I see you got a new truck out there. Yes, I did. It's a nice-looking truck. Thank you. Yeah. You, you want to tell people? It's a it? 2003 Nissan Frontier Crew Cab, which... It's aggressive looking. I like that. Yeah, it is. And and the positive thing about it is that we just got it yesterday and or day before yesterday, and it's a 2003 with less than 300 miles because it's never been titled and never left the lot. Which uh, we asked the uh, salesman why, and he basically said that it sat in the showroom for most of 2003, and by the time 2004 had rolled around and the new models had rolled around, it was last year's model and nobody wanted it. So, so it's basically sat in the lot for two model years and never sold. So they finally dropped it down to this absor <laughs> looking for the right word unbelievably low price that I couldn't turn down yeah so, I like the gun the the, the gunmetal gray color of it yeah and the little luggage rack on it's a, it's a nice looking truck I like yeah. it yeah and it's got the the off-road package on it too which is good for for uh, some of the places I need to go so well you know I have a pickup too but I, I don't drive it anymore because it's number one I keep it at my parents house because mm -hmm. I don't have room in my dr little dinky driveway in fact, right now I had to drive over here in my wife's car because her mm -hmm. car was behind mine and my car is basically under a couple inches of snow and I didn't yeah. really feel like digging it out and moving her car and backing my car out and then putting her car back in the... Just, I just took her car. Mm -hmm. And so I don't have a place at my house for a pickup truck. And uh, about the only thing I ever needed it for is to move stuff. You know, if yeah. I got something that's too big to fit in the car, mm -hmm. I just go over there, get the truck and, you know... Yep. So, and we've used it. I mean, we've used your truck to move stuff in the past. So, yeah, it's it. I you know, that was a. It's still a piece of crap. I don't know what's wrong with it right now. It died on me. It literally driving down the road to go get our Christmas tree mm -hmm. a month and a half ago. Just died right in the middle of downtown Battle Creek, <laughs> and uh, right by the river, by the the all glass Kellogg building. Just, yeah, just died right there. Mm. And uh, so I, I had to leave it there overnight. Uh, and I left it unlocked, and unfortunately, no one stole it. <laughs> it was still there. So I ended up having to pay the towing fee. And 
and it was back at my parents' house, and it's been too cold to go over there and work with it. Right. When I did pop the hood, I, I literally saw this uh, wire that went from the starter all the way to something underneath. I, I'm thinking it's going to the solenoid. Mm -hmm. Literally, this wire was melted to every piece of metal that it came in contact with, Ooh. and it's crispy. You know, you touch it, and it's very crispy. So I got kind of an idea of what's wrong yeah, with it. Yeah, I may have shorted itself out just a no. little bit. Well, you know, I, I used to, uh, automotive was my big thing for a long time. Oh, I know. And yeah. I hate it now. I hate working on vehicles. <laughs> I hate it. It's easier to work on computers than a car nowadays. Yeah, it in is. In fact, you, working on computers will probably be good preparation for working on the new vehicles out there. Absolutely. They're all computerized this and computerized that. Well, I remember uh, when I was working in the office supply biz, uh, the manager I worked with, they had bought one of the very first Dodge Intrepids that came out for his wife. And uh, I remember it was a beautiful car. It was forest green. That's back when that was the popular color to have. And when she went to the uh, new owner's orientation where they basically, because it was a brand new model, they'd have all the owners, all the people who bought one would come into these classes and they'd actually have the, the service tech guys talk about about the car and how it was built and things to watch out for and troubleshooting and maintenance and all your basic basic kind of lectures to a new car dealer to a new car owner and one of the things that he had done is he came out with this cable that was probably as long as as a human intestine like 30 some odd feet of cable wow and this was all the data cable that was strung underneath the dashboard and that all was, the computer controls in the car. And that was how many, 10 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it's, you can't work on the cars anymore. No. Yep. Uh, let's see. It's been, how long has it been since we've been friends now? About 12, 13 years? Has oh, it been that long? It's been that long. I'd say it's been, well, let me think. I've been married for, been married for six years and almost seven. And I, I know you, I knew you before that. It's got to be at least 10. Seems a lot longer sometimes, Chad. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> we should say, Chad and I used to work together in, uh, how, how could, we did collections. We did lot. collections. Yeah, we, we repossessed stuff from people. <laughs> no, the licking dog is back. Go, go away. Go I will away, pet bro. you most of the time, but you're distracting right now. The dog is so ugly, he's cute. She's a boxer, and she's very nice, but. Uh, I'm going to move the mic down here. Oh. Oh, that feels so good. Oh, thank you. That's the dog breathing. That's I'm not getting excited because of the dog. That's what kind of dog is it? A boxer? She's a boxer. And like all boxers, they tend to be pretty, pretty pushy. They love the attention. They look ugly. They look mean, but they basically are just big pushovers that need constant affection, attention, and wiping of their mouths. Yeah, definitely. And my pants where he gets it all wet. She gets it all wet when she comes over here. We ought to, I don't know, not not today, but we ought to go into some stories about doing repos and some of these houses that we've had to go into. Oh, I'd, yeah, we could do that sometime. You had, did you ever go into that uh, the animal house down there on uh, Van Buren? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they had they everything? Were a, they, were one of, they were one of my clients. So. Oh, they were, it was horrible. Yeah. I mean, they had a bald rat in there that scared the crap out of me. You know, they got all these animals <laughs> all over this house. All these animals are in these cages, uh -huh. and they all seem pretty chipper, so they're being fed. Uh -huh. But here's this disgusting, skinny, bald rat mm -hmm. clinging to the side of the cage. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God, he was looking at me going, Kill me, senor. Kill me. Or at least chop off yeah. the tail of that squirrel yeah. over there. I'm freezing to death. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. Oh. They had pigs running around thinking they're dogs. 
They had like four or five dogs. Mm-hmm. And then this pot-bellied pig just hanging with the dogs. Hey, pull us. <laughs> you know, the dogs probably didn't like that pig. You know, they'd be like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Did you invite him? I didn't invite him. <laughs> oh, well. Well, let's see here. I, I think that's a pretty good podcast for this week. Yeah, we can stop with the bald rat. That tends to stop all conversation anyway. That's right. So. People are going to bald rat. <laughs> I actually made a website called The Bald Rat. You did? Yeah. Inspired gonna... by The Bald Rat? Yeah, it was inspired. <laughs> I had pictures and everything. <laughs> I, I've got pictures at home that I found on the internet, and I created this nice little logo, The Bald Rat. It was real cool. Hmm. I'll, I'll email it to you, and I'll post it on the site next week if we talk about it some more. All right. So we'll, we'll bring The Bald Rat back. We also have to come up with a name for this podcast, so... Uh, I'm asking anybody out there, if you come up with a cool name, let me know. Um, and always, you can email us at tim at mymac.com or chadperry at mymac.com. That's the show. Thanks, folks. Bye-bye. All right, thanks. God, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't get that. I don't get cable TV. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.